0: Well, Wendy was excited. Uh, she headed off toward a, a revival meeting. And during that revival meeting, she engaged in worship. She listened to the message. And at the end of that message, the preacher gave a sort of altar call, asked for those needing prayers to come forward. And she responded with a few others. She got to the front, and when it was her turn, she introduced herself And the preacher said, nice to meet you. What would you like me to pray about? And she said, I need you to pray for my hearing. And he he immediately put his hands on her ears and he began to pray. He prayed loudly and boldly in the name of Jesus for several minutes. And after he finally said amen, he said, so how's your hearing? And she said, I don't know. My hearing's not till next Tuesday at the county courthouse. So. We don't know, always know exactly what to pray for. We don't always have the right words or the right ideas when we pray. Jesus is going to help us this morning. We're going to be in Luke chapter 11. He's going to help us with that. Or maybe you identify a little more with Tommy. <clears throat> when Tommy was a, a young Boy, and it was about this time of the year, Tommy sat down and began to write a letter to Jesus, talking to Jesus about the gifts that he would like to receive at Christmas time. He wrote in the beginning of this letter Dear Lord Jesus, I have been good for six months now. And then he thought, and he marked through six months and he put three, three months, all right? And then he thought a little bit more, and he marked that out, and he put two weeks. And then he just marked it out and sat there. Finally, an idea occurred to him, and he popped up, walked across the room where there was a nativity set, porcelain nativity set on a coffee table. You had the wise men, and you had, you know, Joseph and Mary and others, and He picked up that little image of Mary. He walked back to the table where he had been writing the letter, wadded up the previous version, the previous draft, and he began anew. Dear Jesus, if you ever want to see your mother again. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes we don't know what to pray. Sometimes we don't know how to pray. Or we just kind of pray the wrong way. And Jesus is going to help us with that in Luke chapter 11 as well. So let's go to the text. Luke chapter 11. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place when he finished one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, so, or for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, as I think we all would, Don't bother me. (laughs) It's midnight for Pete's sake. The door's already locked. My children are in bed with me. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he'll get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Well, Jesus had a lot to say about prayer here. And this week, as I was working through this text, I heard the Lord saying one thing to me more than anything else. And it is the first word of jesus when it comes to prayer i don't know if you notice there the first word of jesus when it comes to prayer is father father god is our father when i pray when you pray we're talking to father he's listening all over the place, you will find people who cannot at all relate to this. Muslims, Buddhists, atheists, they have no concept of this. No cre- they give no credence to this idea of, of a personal relationship with God, an intimate relationship with God, a father-child relationship. In fact, that notion to a lot of people just sounds silly. Infantile. I mean, it's, it's children who talk to invisible, imaginary friends. At some point, grow up and live in the, in the real world. So, yeah, for, that's, for a lot of folks, it's like that. It's like, that's, that's crazy. That doesn't make any sense. But, but for us, for believers, well, it's different. When the disciples said, Jesus, give us instruction about how to pray, the first word from Jesus was Father. And that changes, I think, changes everything. On your outline this morning, that's the first kind of point. Prayer is something that according to Jesus, and this kind of gets at what Anthony was talking about in the communion meditation this morning, Prayer is something that according to Jesus is based on relationship, is based on a love relationship between father and child. Would you speak this aloud with me, this Lord part at the bottom? Lord, thank you for loving me as my heavenly father. Let's pray that again. Lord, thank you for loving me as my heavenly father. You know me, Lord. And as amazing as it may be to me at times, You love me, Lord. You, in Christ, You, the King of the universe, You chose me to be adopted into Your family. You chose me to be the recipient of Your unconditional love. So here's the thing. Whenever we pray... We are looking up to our Father. Never forget that. Never forget that your Father is listening to you when you pray. Now, when my kids were little, they're not so little anymore, youngest to 16, when they were little, they would literally look up to me. And oftentimes, if you're a father, you can appreciate this, they would look up to me and they would ask for something. Can we stop and get ice cream? (laughs) Can you help me reach the Barbie on the top shelf? Can you help me tie my shoes? Can you help me braid my hair? Actually, Claudia only asked that one time. (laughs) And I obliged. And it didn't go so well, but it's another story. At bedtime, I remember pretty much at nightly, after reading the stories and saying the prayers, Dad, I'm scared. Would you leave the door cracked? They were looking up to me. They were reaching out to me. And they are not so little anymore, but I'm still their dad. And Jesus wants us to remember that when we pray, we're looking up to our Father, always present, always near, always attentive. If we as good fathers, or we as not-so-good fathers, as imperfect fathers know how to listen to our children ask, and we give them good things. How much more will God give us good things? So when you find yourself weighed down, when you find yourself troubled, when you find yourself fighting and working and trying to figure things out, and you think, I don't know what to do. I've used all of my strength and nothing is happening. I think the question that begs to be asked is, have you? Have you used all of your strength? Have you turned to your Father? Have you looked up to God and asked for help? Now, there's something else right here at the very beginning that we don't want to pass by. would be easy to pass by. And it is that prayer is something that is learned, okay? Something that we learn to do. The disciples said, Jesus, teach us to pray. He didn't answer back, guys, you don't need to be taught to pray. It just comes naturally. That's not what Jesus said, is it? He didn't say, guys, it, it really doesn't matter what you say or how you say it. Just pray. He didn't say that either. What did he say? Well, essentially, he said, Okay, let's go. I'll teach you. And that tells us something important. The second bullet point there prayer is something that, according to Jesus, can and should be learned. You can be taught how to pray. So let's pray this little prayer together here. If you would pray this out loud with me Lord, teach me to pray. I want my prayer life to grow and deepen. Jesus, teach me to pray. But I've been a Christian for a long time. They had been disciples for quite a while. Before that, they had been praying, I'm sure. They had been praying since childhood, but still they knew they needed to learn some things. They needed to grow. And Jesus had some clear and specific things to say when they asked for his instruction on prayer. Now, this is what's interesting. At no other time, if you go through the Gospels, at no other time in the ministry of Jesus do his disciples ask him for instruction on anything other than prayer. This is it right here. Lord, teach us. This is the one thing they ask him in, the, in all of the Gospels. Lord, teach us. Teach us to pray. It could have, well, I kind of think if I had been there, I would have been like, Lord, teach me to preach. I could really use a few pointers to improve my preaching. Thank you for not amending that. Um, Lord, teach me about leadership. I need some wisdom here. Lord, I, I, I would probably ask him, Lord, I've seen you do some amazing things. Can you give me some lessons, a tutorial on performing miracles? I'd like to learn how to do that, Lord. But the disciples who walked with Jesus, who camped out with Jesus, who saw Jesus performing miracles, who heard Jesus preach powerfully, the thing they wanted Jesus to teach them was how to pray because they watched him and they saw how vital prayer was to everything else. All of the amazing things they saw. They knew the fountain, the source. Was this intimacy that he had with the Father. Was this prayer life he had. The next thing about prayer that changes everything. This is on your outline. Jesus tells us, Prayer is something that aligns my heart with the Father's agenda. Prayer is something that aligns my heart with the Father's agenda. So here's a prayer that we can pray together, if you would. Lord, what are you up to today? Can I be a part of that? In other words, thy kingdom come. What are you doing? What are your plans? What work do you have going on? And please, can I join in? Can I be a part of that? So when I pray thy kingdom come, I'm saying not, God, come in and bless my plans today. I'm saying, God, how can I bless your plans? I'm not saying, God, come and join in with me. I've got a lot of good stuff that I'm going to do. I'm saying, God, what have you got planned? I want to join you. Oftentimes our our prayers are more like, come on, Lord, I really need your help to get this promotion at work. Come on, Lord, help me. I need an A on my chemistry final. Come on, Lord, my wife and I, this is our dream house. We've put down an offer. Move the seller's heart so that they will accept our offer. But thy kingdom come is more than, it's more than a phrase. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It's more than a phrase, it's an attitude, isn't it? And it's an attitude that changes everything. Lord, what are you doing today? I'm yours. This world is yours. Show me where I fit in with your kingdom agenda. Lord, do you want us to move into the dream home? Or do you want us to say right where we're at? Whatever you want. Your kingdom come. Lord, do you want my plans today to succeed? Or do you want my plans to fail? I'll succeed for you. I'll fail for you. What do you want? Lord, I want your agenda. I don't want mine. And this may be the thing that we most need, this next thing there on the outline. Very interesting that Jesus talks about that. In fact, spends quite a bit of time talking about this. That prayer is something that, according to Jesus, prayer is something that can be frustrating. It's something that can be frustrating. He tells a lot of parables. When he talks about prayer, he tells a lot of parables about frustration, okay? So here's a prayer. Let's pray this one together. Lord, help me to persevere in prayer even when I don't see the answer. It's seeking It's knocking. It's asking. This is our biggest frustration about prayer. And I love this. Jesus sees in our hearts. He could see what the disciples were thinking. They're thinking, why when you pray, the things happen? And when we pray, nothing happens. Jesus knows our frustration here. If I'm a Christian... I go to church, I believe in God, I read my Bible, why am I praying and nothing is happening? Jesus knows we think that. And he addresses that, thankfully. He knew his disciples dealt with this. So he hit it head on. He asked, when they asked him, teach us about prayer, he knew what they were thinking. And so he talked about what was going on. What is it? When godly people pray and they don't see the answers they seek. What is that? And I'm glad he took that on because honestly, that is the reason that some people have just kind of given up on prayer. They may say a few prayers, dinner table, church, whatever, but they've kind of really given up on actually praying and believing that God moves mountains when they pray. It's the reason why some people have quit coming to church, unanswered prayers. It's the reason why, frankly, some people have given up on God. Because this is the thing, when I pray to God and I don't see God answer me, I tend to think one of two things. Either something is wrong with me, or B, something is wrong with God. And Jesus comes along in this text and he basically tells us, this is normal. Don't be surprised by this. And he gives us a couple of things to think about. And I appreciate this. First, as we mentioned, the kingdom agenda must be front and center in my prayers. If I'm wanting to see something happen, I need to seek God's invitation into his agenda and not invite him into my agenda. Thy kingdom come. Or in our all-in readings this week, James put it this way, or John rather. John said, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that what? If we ask, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. And if I'm not asking according to his will... I should have no expectation that I'm going to see anything happen. If I treat my prayers like a child's letter to Santa, Lord Jesus, here's what I want. Help me with this. Help me with that. Encourage me here. Get me this. If I treat my prayers to the Lord like a, chi- like a child's letter to Santa or like putting a coin in a vending machine. You know, if I put in the right amount, if I just say the right words, out pops the blessing. If that's what prayer is to me, I shouldn't expect anything. I'm not really, I'm not really looking up if I'm praying a my kingdom come prayer. I'm not really looking up. But that's not all Jesus says about this frustration that we have that sometimes hinders our prayer life, this frustration about not seeing results. Jesus also says, and he knows this, he says, guys, you give up way too easily. You pray, but you don't persist in prayer so there's a little story, isn't there? A funny little story about a guy in the middle of the night, the wee hours. Somebody comes knocking at his door. Old friend, long voyage, very hungry. He has nothing to offer this friend. It is a crisis. It is urgent. So he goes out, goes to a friend's house, begin, begins banging on the door. That friend is asleep. The kids are at of course, it's in the middle of the night. He's bold. He's persistent. That's the story Jesus tells. Or Jesus then talks about seeking, and you will find, knocking, and the door will be opened. talks about this persistence. Later on in the book of Luke, and we won't do this whole parable or anything, but Jesus tells us, remember the parable of the the widow, the story he told about the widow? Well, Luke tells us, In chapter 18, verse 1, Jesus told his disciples this parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He told his disciples, his inner circle, the people who believed in him, keep praying, don't give up. He knows what our problem is, doesn't he? It's that we don't tend to seek God's agenda first, and we tend to quit. So let me ask you something. Why do you think that when Jesus talks about prayer, inevitably, he ends up talking about this idea of determination? This idea of persistence, this idea of, of tenacity, of resolve. Why does he do that when he talks about prayer? Is it because he knows how easily we give up? Is it because Jesus knows firsthand? I mean, before being born in Bethlehem, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, he's with God in heaven. Jesus knows firsthand how many times. We stop praying right before God is about to answer the prayer. Is that why he teaches about persistence? Well, I don't know. But he certainly understood that one of our biggest hindrances when it comes to prayer is impatience. Is that God is not giving us visible results soon enough. Then again, sometimes... It, this is funny, really, when you think about this. And you, I, I think a lot of us miss this. Sometimes it's not because we quit asking God. Jesus says sometimes it's because we never even started asking in the first place. Remember what He said in the text: "He who asks receives." Are you asking? I wonder how often God wants to bless me, wants to bless us but we've just not asked for the blessing. You know? James wrote, James 4, verse 2, you do not have because you do not ask God. You do not have because you do not ask God. So, outline. Prayer is something that, according to Jesus, is essential to unlocking God's provision and blessing in my life. Prayer is essential. Being an asker, very important. So let's pray this together. Lord, I ask you to provide for me in big and small ways. Verse 13 said, How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Previously, he said, those who ask receive... This gets us to the next point on the outline. Prayer is, according to Jesus, both an act of desperation and a daily habit. The extreme and the mundane. So let's pray this together, if you would. Lord, I need you. Keep me from the sin of self-sufficiency. That's a good prayer for us. So he talks about Daily bread, not taking it for granted that if I eat today, it comes from the hand of my Father. If I have something to wear, if I have somewhere to lay my head tonight, those gifts come from the hand of the Father. And just because I know He's taking care of me, that doesn't mean I quit asking for those daily things, right? Bread, synonymous with survival in the first century. The symbol bread, the symbol of, of life in the first century. And so in Jesus' teaching, we get both ends of the, ex- of the spectrum. Like I said, the extreme and the mundane. The mundane, give me today my daily bread. Give me enough to eat today. Trusting in him to take care of me every day. The extreme, the 911 call to heaven. The desperation it is of the man who's banging on a friend's door at midnight. Help me please, it is a dire situation. We may not grasp it, we may not understand it, it's just bread, it was desperate to him. Both ends of the, of the spectrum there. Prayer connects us to God to all phases of life. The urgent... Every day and everything in between. Things are great, look up to God. Things are not so great, look up to God. And if we are going to grow as disciples, we've got to pray. And if Preston Crest is going to grow as a church that brings glory to God, we got to pray. So we're going to practice what Jesus preached right now. All right, A couple of things we're going to do just a little bit different during our, our, our song of invitation and the, the end of service today. Just a couple of things. Um, first of all, as usual, encourage you to go and pray with a brother and sister. Move around the auditorium. Go and pray with a brother and sister in Christ. You don't need a reason to do that. <laughs> okay? Just pray over them. Just bless them. Um, The other thing would be, I've asked George Miller to lead a prayer down here, a prayer group about illness. So if you want to join in a prayer over those who are ill, you can join George in that down front. Also, I'll be down here if you need to pray with me or talk to me about something. We'll have uh, some of our ministry staff in the back available as well. Lord, hear our prayer. Let's stand together and respond to God.